Today begins the first day of the rest of your life, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking Knicks draft. Today is draft day, recording it the night before. A bunch of things to talk about. The inaugural episode of the Without a Knack podcast, hosted by Ryan Quigley. Get ready, get set, go. Let's talk some Knicks without a knack. It's no secret. Holy fucking shit. I just spent 25 fucking minutes trying to set up a microphone. You'd think I'd know how. Uh, but this is the best I got. I know there's, a, there's an obnoxious echo. I just I just moved into my apartment. So it's just it's basically a fucking cave where I'm recording this thing. Um, so I apologize in advance, especially if you don't know who I am, uh, which I'm sure you do. I don't think that strangers just go around listening to other people's Nick's podcast. But my name is Ryan Quigley. Uh, this is the Without a Knack podcast, uh, aptly named because I really have no qualification to be talking uh, Knicks basketball, R- really any any sport, R- really anything. I really don't have very much authority to, to, to discuss anything. Uh, but I like basketball. I'm a massive, massive Knicks fan. Um, I'm five foot nine. I've never played competitive uh, basketball or really anything close to it in my entire life. Uh, you know, I, I started playing in college because I hated, you know, running for cardio. I, need, I needed to, you know, I, I needed to lose like 10, 15 pounds because I was drinking too much. Um, so I started just shooting hoops. Uh, I, I was always a mini basketball guy. Um, and I went I went to St. John's University, so I, I watched a lot of college basketball. And that sort of, uh, I, I used to drink beers with my, with my buddy who, who lived uh, across the across the residence village and we would drink and we would watch basketball and that's sort of uh where I fell in love with everything so I'm just I'm really just a massive fan I watch every game even when they were terrible uh you know I've been here for the I I got I got a later start so I've really I've really sort of only been a diehard fan I've always identified as a Knicks fan but I've only been a diehard fan from the Porzingis era on um so it's some really shitty years (laughs) Right, um, and funnily enough, that coincided with like the shittiest years of St. John's University. So you know, but I'm a Yankee fan, so I really don't have much right to complain. Um, but that's enough about that. I, I wanted to uh, talk about what is probably, and this is a little bit of a hot take. It's probably the most important. Knicks draft we've had in a long time. And I know I know people say that before every single draft, but this is important in a very different way in that we need to get someone who can help us now, which is funny because I, you know, I everybody wanted Michael Porter Jr., you know, even though he was a project with his back issues and whatnot. Um, this is one where like, no, 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 if Michael Porter Jr. was available and he had a back surgery and it's gonna take a year and a half, we we really don't want him. We don't want him right now. Now is not the time for that kind of pick. So it's a little bit different. Now, you can go through every single prospect. You can go through the top 60. You can go through every big board out there. I'm not going to do that for, you know, primarily because I have no business doing so. I'm not I'm not educated enough. I haven't watched enough film. I've watched a bunch of film, but I, I, I haven't watched... I haven't watched a film on the Lithuanian prospect, the Lithuanian seven-footer that the Knicks are thinking about taking at 58. I haven't I haven't watched any film on that. I've just watched the main guys that were 
we have a chance to get that we slightly, maybe slightly above, slightly below where we're at. You know, we pick 1921 and I think 32, and then I think we do actually pick 58. So the way I'm going to go through it, just out of respect for your time uh, and my time, I'm going to I'm going to go through four situations. I'm going to I'm going to look at who our dream pick should be for me. Who the we're probably not going to get this. We're definitely we're almost definitely not going to get this guy. But it'd be super nice if something a fucking apocalyptic or cataclysmic. I can't fucking say that word. If something fucking wild happened and this guy fell to us or we traded up and got him, it'd be really cool to get. So we're the dream guy. The dream guy. That's number one. Number two is like the hidden gem. A guy that might go a little higher and be like, fuck, I thought I could get that guy at 25 or, or 28. I thought I could get that guy later. But man, I... Other people knew he was good, too. That's the hidden gem that I'm worried someone's going to steal. But apparently, if you look at mock drafts, he's probably going to be there. This is the hidden gem. We're going to look about, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to look at the guy that I think, and we're going to look at the prospects around them, the other sort of possibilities, too. Uh, and then there is the nightmare situation, the guy that I don't want, that I, you know, I, you hear reports of workouts and stuff. Um, but I would really rather skip those guys. I, I really don't think that there is much interest there. I don't see it happening. I don't see how it benefits us. I don't see how it fits our system, etc., etc. The nightmare situation. And last but not least, the guy. The guy that we fucking need. The guy that I think we're going to get. The guy that I, I, I'm he- that, you know, you're reading, you hear that we are going to get. Uh, and why? And why that guy over some other guys and other possibilities that I think might fit our situations because this is this is weird. The Knicks made the Knicks made the playoffs last year. <laughs> Knicks made the playoffs last year. How silly is that? The Knicks made the playoffs. Julius Randle. I hated Julius Randle. I've never been more wrong about anything. Let alone you know. I've never been more wrong about any one or thing than I was about Julius Randle. And I know I'm not alone there. I know I'm not alone. Nobody expected Julius Randle to start shooting 40% for three and, you know, playing point four. No one ever imagined that something like that would happen. So this is crazy. R.J. Barrett is, you know, he, he might be an all-star this year. You know, Mitchell Robinson is hopefully going to be healthy. So we have, and we finally have a coach, which is, which is cool. And, you know, say Tibbs is a flawed coach. He's a flawed guy. Everybody's flawed, but he... They've already earned what they have, so let's get them some more help. So let's start with the dream. The dream, of course, from New York, UConn, James Booknight. Booknight is, he's the guy. He's, uh, he's, he's a bucket. He's, he's a walking bucket. He's everything that Kevin Knox should have been. You know, it, it, he, he, he can shoot, he can pass, he can distribute. Of course, he's skinny, but, you know, he's not going to last for long because of this upside. He's just, he's just the guy. Now, he's not going to, he's going to go like eight latest, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not falling. He's not falling. So, of course, I don't want to waste too much time on this, but James Buchner, and of course, I'm a, he's from New York, so I'm a sucker for, for shit like that. I'm a sucker for the OB top and, uh, I, 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 Carmelo Anthony obviously goes without saying, those, if Cole Anthony wound up in New York, those are the guys that I went to. I went to Archbishop Malloy High School. And, you know, I, I, I know Cole Anthony. I don't, but uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for that. James Booknight is the like he was sucking off the Knicks on some podcast. 
uh, I, it was Ian Begley's podcast. He was like, oh, I, I, no, it was, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Kelly Oubre, who is also sucking off the Knicks because uh, he wants to get paid here, even though I don't think that's the best idea. But that's next podcast, free agency, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Book, Book Knight's the dream. Um, he's just a walking bucket. He's a walking bucket. He's uh, once he puts on some weight, once he gets some his legs under him, he's going to be uh, he's going to be a top three option for somebody someday. He just is, so, and he's he's probably can't miss. I mean, he might he might Kevin Knox it just the way Kevin Knox did. But we're we're gonna talk a little bit more about Kevin Knox again. That's the dream situation. If Book Knight fell to us, we traded up, and he still fell to us somehow, some way. You got to take Book Knight, and you got to walk away. Because we need a wing. We need a wing. And, and that's enough of that. We'll get more into it. Now, this is where I'm excited to talk about stuff. The hidden gem, uh, hidden gem prospects. So let's talk about, a, let's, let's take one step back and let's talk about what the Knicks need in this draft. Both Alex, both Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock are going to be free agents. Could we re-sign them? Possibly. I don't think we're re-signing them for $5 million like we signed them for last year. So we're probably going to need help there. Obviously, Tibbs does not really believe in Kevin Knox. Uh, otherwise, he would have played more than, you know, whatever fraction of the season he, he turned out to play. Or maybe he just—I mean, given the benefit of the doubt, maybe Bullock and Burks were just— were just so dominant. <laughs> they were just so dominant that Kevin Knox could not crack the rotation. Now, I understand how Tibbs works as well. He's not going to go over 10-man. If, if, if he has his 10-man rotation, if someone gets hurt, he goes, okay, it's now a 9-man rotation. <laughs> and if he has a 9-man rotation and someone gets hurt, he goes, okay, I have a 9-man rotation with my 11th man playing 10 minutes <laughs> he, he's he's going he's going to drive these guys and that's just the way it is and I've accepted Tibbs he's a better coach than I am so I have no right to fucking complain um but yeah I, I we, we we're gonna need what I'm saying is we're going to need a wing we need a wing who can shoot who can defend ideally a guy who fits into Tibbs system you know, if we if we did a Damian Lillard trade where we have to, you know, uh, he's our lead guard. So now it's Dame Lillard and Julius Randle. Who are we putting in the in between? Okay, that's when you get a guy like Demar Derozan, a ball dominant guy who dribbles in and you know can't really shoot, but is a slasher. They call them that. That's when you get a guy like that. But no, right now you're looking for a well rounded player with some with who can shoot the three who can D up, who's got some size to him, who's just a well-rounded player that you can put on the floor with anybody because the game is positionless, blah, 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 blah. That's what you're looking for. You know, remember when Jalen Brown was was drafted as a three and then they got Jason Tatum and they drafted him as a three and people were like, wait, you have two threes, how are you going to stagger them? It's like, no, we're going to put them on the floor at the same fucking time. Duh. That's what you. That's what, and that's what they did with Reggie Bullock and R.J. Barrett. Put him on the floor, two, three. It doesn't doesn't fucking matter. Call him whatever. Call him whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. But we need a wing, and we also probably should get a center. Nerlens Noel 
could not have been better at what he was signed to do last year. He could the Nerlens Noel signing. I I feel like people don't really talk about it as much. Nerlens Noel was a godsend. If we didn't have Nerlens Noel, it, it it would have been a disaster of a year. And I know when Noel got hurt, Taj filled in great. But it's, okay, who's playing behind Taj? We didn't. We only had Norval Pell for so long, and is Norval Pell the future of the franchise? Is he the guy, or is he your is your, he your fourteen fifteen man who's there to crack jokes and you know celebrate on the bench? That's that's what he seems to me to be. He seems to be like a clubhouse guy, along with the Theo Pinson, who better come back. Um, so we're gonna need a big. Because we have Mitchell Robinson, who has shown that he likes to get hurt, right? Uh, And then also, beyond this year, are we really prepared to throw big money at Mitchell Robinson? Because he's going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Um, And you can totally see a team like the Hornets, if they don't get their center this offseason. Or, you know, you you hear rumors of the, the Warriors wanting to trade for Mitchell Robinson. Is Mitchell Robinson going to be included in a massive trade for a superstar, Dame Lillard? What, 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 whatever happens, I love Mitch to death. Mitch is my guy, but he might not be the future. So you want to get a center at the very least to back up Mitch right now, because I don't, I think Nerlens Noel is going to get paid. He had too, he had too good of a year last year. Uh, to not get paid, in my opinion. So you know whether it's whether it's the Nets or the Mavs or all the teams rumored to want Nerlens Noel. I think the Celtics were in there. Great, you want it, 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 I don't blame Nerlens Noel for getting his contract. He deserves every penny, but I also kind of don't want to give it to him myself because I have problems with him on the offensive side. Uh, and we'll get into that in in just a second. So let's talk about the bigs that might be available. Uh, you know, in the later half of the draft. One of them, this guy is so intriguing, uh, from Texas, Kai Jones. Kai Jones, he's like a 6'9", 6'10". He's sort of a forward center, like those hybrid guys that are coming out now, those Bam Adebayo, you know, size, lanky, long arms. So you have the long arms of a center, but you have the stride and speed of a power, those sort of hybrid center. Mitch is kind of one, but he's a proper seven-footer. This guy's... This guy's a rock. This guy is insane on the court. This guy is a freak athlete. He's bouncing all over the place. He drives to the basket. He's crazy in transition. Um, if this was 2019 and Kai Jones was on the board, I would I, I would be begging the Knicks to I, I would be begging the Knicks to take him. But this is a perfect example of a guy that I don't think is the right fit right now for the Knicks. I just don't see it. If you watch tape on this guy and you watch, if you watch his highlights, you'll be like, holy fuck, this guy isn't a top 10 pick. But that's a lot of these guys. But if you watch his weaknesses, if you watch his lowlights, he he just he just starts doing shit, man. <laughs> he just starts fucking dribbling to the basket. He starts spinning sort of like, you know, when, when Julius Randle gets wrong, he's like a twitchier Julius Randle in the way that he gets into his spin cycle shit. Uh, he, he makes the wrong passes. It's uh, he, he, His lowlights are really fucking funny because he's all over the place. Because he's a raw... Athlete, freak athletic pro. He's from the Bahamas, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure he only started playing basketball like three years ago or something. And so uh, he has a wild story. I don't remember every detail, but this guy, 
I can't speak enough to <laughs> how sick his highlights are and how ugly his lowlights are. And I can just picture if Tibbs would hate this dude. Tibbs would hate giving this guy minutes. Sort of like, remember at the beginning of the year when, you know, he would throw Obi out on the floor and Obi would just start doing some nonsense, some fucking absolute dog shit nonsense. And you could just see Tibbs go, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? What the hell is it? Obi, get, Taj, get in there. You could just see how upset the youth mistakes make Tibbs. And for that reason, I just don't think that Kai Jones is the pick. If we end up with Kai Jones, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of dope because Tibbs, Tibbs is pretty sure that he can handle this dude. And I'd be like, holy fuck. Okay, all right, take him. All, uh, sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds good to me. Take Kai Jones. I like Kai Jones as a prospect, but I just don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if that's where we're... I don't know if it's a good idea right now. So that's one center on the board. The second center on the board, and there's only three, we're not going to do this forever, uh, is Usman Garuba. Real Madrid, Spain, España, right? Um, apparently, he's a defensive whiz. He's just very good on defense. Uh, it, apparently, he'll, he'll, he'll just lock you the fuck up. Um, apparently, he's a pest. Apparently, he flips his hips. Uh, you know, he, 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 he could guard one through five, apparently, the way they talk about this guy. He, he's only 6'9". So he's not really a center. He's more of a power forward. So, you know, you, you could sell me on, you know, him and Obi sort of being a twin tower situation in a small ball game coming off the bench. Um, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't get me too excited because Obi showed improvements on the defensive end. So if you want to sort of, if you want to start that thing, if that's, if you think that's cool, uh, sure. But the big red flag for me when it comes to Garuba is that he really doesn't look good on offense at all for me. He looks slow. He looks it looks like it's in the blocks for feet. They call it bananas for hands. Um, it's exact. It, watching his lowlights reminded me a lot of Nerlens Noel in terms of you know fumbling the ball, easy passes, things of that nature. And he's undersized, so I don't know if he's my guy. He doesn't get me too excited. Um, Usman Garuba, but again, if, if, if the Knicks draft him, I wouldn't be that upset primarily because that means, okay, Tibbs thinks he can do something. They think that there's more there. Um, you know, his shot really isn't pretty, uh, for me. So, you know, he, he, Garuba, he looks okay. A lot of people love him. A lot of people love of the possibility, you know, they, they say that he would be able to cover a lot of Obi's liabilities, he could also play with Randall in the small ball five, you know, switching thing. And if it, to be fair, uh, undersized centers, Taj Gibson is an undersized center. He's only 6'9", 6'10", Taj. Um, so, you know, I can see a situation where Tibbs says, that's my guy. That reminds me of Taj. Learn from Taj. You know, I'll show you some offensive game. But do we really want, do we really want two Tajes? Can we not get Taj for the vet, ma'am? Vet, vet, vet min. Can we not get Taj for the vet min? Why do we need two? I, I would like the seasoned one now, please. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not too excited about Garuba. The hidden gem for me is Isaiah Jackson uh, for a lot of different reasons. He's a real, legit NBA center body. He's big. He's fast. He's really, he, 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 you watch him and you're like, okay, this is like, it's kind of like Mitch. 
He runs the floor like a get. He might be faster than Mitch. Um, he, he's all over the place. He's a proper shot blocker. I think he was he blocked close to three shots a game in Kentucky. And where did he go? He went to Kentucky. So obviously that's there too. So it makes a lot of sense. I, I've been on Isaiah. It's it's starting to get a little heat. I've been on Isaiah Jackson forever. Love Isaiah. I, I, man, he really he's he's my guy. I know I have the guy as my my final segment, but Isaiah Jackson for me, he's my guy. I would love 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 if the Knicks walked away uh, from the draft with Isaiah Jackson as the backup center. Uh, I think he could learn really quick because his main problem right now is that he fouls too much. He get he gets too aggressive on uh, on defense. Who's pro, who? What what raw NBA center went through that and struggled through it and came out in the other end fouling better? Oh, that's right, Mitchell Robinson. So there's a lot. I mean, he kind of did it under David Fisdale, but <laughs> so maybe we bring in Fizz. Oh well, no, Fizz would just went to the Lakers. Um, but you know. Isaiah Jackson's just my guy. It makes a lot of sense. Kentucky uh, is it makes it so easy. Defensive presence. He doesn't have eye popping numbers. He's not really he's not ready to shoot from three probably yet. But his shot is not ugly. His shot is not broken. Um, so that's there. So he could probably knock down free throws. I don't expect him to start shooting threes, but I think he shot a couple threes a game at, at Kentucky. Um, so that's there, man. He's he's just he's twitchy. Uh, he's fast. He's long. He's strong. He's got a good frame. Um, I'm just, I'm a huge Isaiah Jackson guy. That's the guy I want. That's who I think is the hidden gem. Because if you look at some big boards, some big boards have him at like 30. You know, Hoops Intellect, who is a guy I get a guy YouTube him. Hoops Intellect has him like later, later. Um, he has him ranked 30 on the big board, but I guess the big board isn't the draft board. What, whatever you you want to go by. But a lot of people say that you know we might be able to get him at 21. Or we might be able to get him close to 30. So that's my hidden gem. That's who I want. Um, now, who is my nightmare situation? This is a little bit of a hot take. I don't think we should draft the point guard in this draft. I, I, I sort of already said this without saying it and saying that. I said this without saying it. Whatever the fuck I just said. I sort of said this before when I was like, okay, we need a wing right? We need a wing because we lost everybody and we probably need a center because we lost, we're losing our, our we're, we're losing Nerland's Noel. Um, and you're like, but, so you want Alfred Payton back? No, I don't want Alfred Payton back, but we have so much fucking money. We have so much money. Why are we giving the keys to a rookie? Do we really expect that Tom Thibodeau or Thibodeau, I don't know how, if anybody knows how to really pronounce this dude's name, I call him Tibbs. Does anyone really believe that Tibbs is interested in giving significant lead guard minutes to a rookie? Does anyone for one second think that Tibbs would be interested in, you know, having his lead guard learn on the job? We just made the playoffs, people. We just made the playoffs. <laughs> We're really going to give we're really going to give significant lead guard minutes to a guy that's going to get drafted at 19. Not to say that it couldn't work out, but it, 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 like really people? Why are we enough of the Trey man? Enough of the Sharif Cooper. Please. If we want to get him and send him to the G League because we had an extra pick and we couldn't swing a trade, da da da. Sure. 
But are we really pretending like this is a smart move? That that's what we what we should be doing right now? I I I don't I, I don't like it at all. I don't like it one bit. If we were at the top of the draft, sure, okay, get find me a point guard, give him the keys, sure. But I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. There's so many better options. Lonzo Ball is right there. We could sign Lonzo Ball. He's right there. If you want to do the Colin Sexton trade, I could do an episode on the Colin Sexton trade if you guys want. I talk myself in and out of it every other day. I really don't care. But get someone with NBA experience, please. CP3 is going to be a free agent. Kyle Lowry is a free agent. And we have, like, if we don't have two max slots, we have one and a half or one and three quarters. Can we please just get a let's lock down good NBA point guard and let's pay Derrick Rose a little bit and we're set. We have our two guys. And then playmaking wise, backup wise, RJ Barrett and Julius Randle, that's their thing. They showed that. We like playmaking. Great. Okay. Please don't draft a point guard right now. Don't do that. Draft yourself a 3 and D wing, draft yourself your center of the future and let's call it a day. I mean, there are a couple guys that I like. Would I be upset if we got Sharif Cooper alongside a wing or a center? No, he's a bucket. He's 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 a lightning rod. I get the Trey Young comparisons. I just don't think it's I. We do have three picks. I just don't think that we're using all three. So I'm acting like we're walking away with two prospects. We might even walk away with one. Who knows? Um, there is one guy who will definitely fit in and. For me, that's Miles Deuce McBride. Deuce McBride. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a sophomore from WVU. Um, he's a pest. He's a pest on defense. He's a Tibbs guy. He like that's how he made his living. He's like six two, so he's got like he's got he's a little undersized, but he's he's strong. He's in your face. He's a pest on defense. His shot is like a little ugly, but he still made forty one percent from three. So I, I don't even really have. I really can't even say much. His just shot. His shot could be inconsistent at the NBA level, which is fine. I mean, R.J. Barrett became a forty percent three point shooter from three under Tibbs, so I'm really not worried about it. He kind of the way he plays, he's like a smaller, feistier Alfred Payton in the way that he drives and defends. Um, that can shoot better. He's already a better shooter than Alfred Payton. He is so. so if you want to get Deuce McBride, a lot of people have him at the in the you know the early second round. Great, take Deuce McBride. Have that guy be your guard. Uh, there are a couple other guards. Uh, I don't know if these guys are technically point guards or, or or wings or whatever, but Quentin Grimes. That's a guy that you keep hearing. I really haven't watched too much tape on Quentin Grimes, but I wouldn't be upset. Just just people I respect the way they talk about Quentin Grimes. Uh, it'd be cool to get him and Bones Highland. Um, he's, he's more of a combo guard, but he, oh, he gets a lot of comparisons to IQ, Emmanuel quickly. Uh, and he's apparently the best shooter in the draft. So if we find a way to get to Bones Highland, um, I know for a fact that people say that he's not going to fall. Like he's one of those guys that you say, um, all right, he's either going 15 or 35. <laughs> so, uh, if we get Bones Highland, I would not be upset either if that's a, a guard that you want to get. But in a perfect world, my night, I, it would really piss me off. I wouldn't be upset because it, I, I trust that this front office has earned our trust, have they not? But I really don't think that we should be getting a point guard right now. I think it's a little stupid. So that's sort of my nightmare. Um, now, 
the moment we've all been waiting for. Who's the guy? Who's the fucking guy, right? Who's the guy that not only can we get, the guy we should get? Now let's, 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 let's take this time to go through the wings that aren't Book Night. Because I, I, I did a, a bullshit wing segment earlier in the podcast talking about Book Night. Because we're not getting Book Night. We're not going to do that. But let's talk about how we need a wing. We need a wing. We need a guy who has some size, who's, you know, 6'8", 6'9", 6'6", whatever, in that range, who can defend and who can knock down shots. That's what we need. So you hear a lot. I'm I'm lumping all these guys together, and it's totally unfair, but I really don't give a shit at this point because I want to go to bed. You know, the Zaire Williams, the Cam Thomas, the Trey Murphy, the Keon Johnson. Those are those are the four wings that you keep reading about. Those are the you know the the small forwards, the three and D guys, uh, or the score. Or, you know, they're all skinny, flawed players that will not reach their potential for at least two years. In my opinion, that could be a hot take. You might you might want to save this receipt for when one of them wins Rookie of the Year. Uh, and I'll eat my hat. The closest thing for me is Trey Murphy. I like Trey Murphy a lot. He's an excellent three-point shooter. Um, the potential to def- They always say the potential to defend, the potential to defend. And these guys are skin and bones, man. Like, I, I know I need to wait for you to build 20 pounds of good muscle before you can defend in the NBA, probably. You know, like, I need to wait for you to build strength. Um, you know, Keon Johnson can't really shoot, so he's kind of out of there. Trey Murphy's got three-point shot, but he's, he's he's a little lanky for me. You know, Cam Johnson, he's a bucket, but really, is that what we're, like, it, it's all these guys, Isaiah Williams, too, all these guys are basically Kevin Knox. <laughs> They're all kind of, we have Kevin Knox, and I get, you, maybe you want a Kevin Knox that's cheaper, Maybe you want that. But here's my thing. We had a Kevin Knox that was cheaper last year, and you didn't want to play him. You didn't play him. So why the fuck are we pretending like we want another project like this? Why are we doing that? These are not Michael Porter Jr.'s. These are McCall Bridges's. These are Cam Reddish's. These are those guys. None of these guys have the upside of MPJ. It's gone. It's not worth talking about. Yes, we were all right. We should have drafted Michael Porter Jr. We didn't get over it. But these guys are just more Kevin Knoxes. Why are we talking about it? In my opinion. Now, I know if you talk to a guy who actually knows what he's talking about, they're going to be like, oh, well, no, you can't say that about Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas was a, a spark plug off the bat. He scored 22 points. Yeah, buddy, I get it. I really do get it. But these are all just flawed players that Tibbs are going to need to fix. And he's already... Why not? Just use Kevin Knox. He's right there. Unless there's a guy who you think is better than Kevin Knox. I've narrowed it down to two guys. This isn't a guy. My guy. But I would be really happy if we found a way to get him. From Zaga... Corey Kispert. Kispert, this guy, he's like, he's like, a, he's kind of like a freakier Kyle Korver. He's still not, he's not a freak out. I shouldn't have said freaky. He's, he's got legit size to him. He's like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, 
Um, and he's a shooter. He's just a shoot. He's just so he he knocks down anything, and he's not a bad athlete. Like he can get up. He's just a smart player. He's a smart player. He fills space excellently. He's he's got a real hike. He's yeah, man. I I I would be very happy with Corey Kispert. Um, primarily because he shot like forty four percent from three. He always seems to make the right play. He's a willing passer. He's not a bad athlete but he's not a freak athlete at all. He's just a well-rounded player who knows how to play great team defense. I don't know if he's ever going to be a great on-ball defender. I don't know if he's ever going to be a pest on defense, but he's smart enough to always play good team defense, which is where you know the Knicks buttered their bread last year. So that's sort of been their identity is they don't really have, they don't have someone to lock you up. Bullock was the closest thing to it. Um, but they'll always play great team defense where they communicate, they switch. They, he, he would fit in just fine, Kispert. And I would be so happy if we got Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. Now, the guy, I've made it on purpose to not say his name yet, but the guy is fucking Chris Duarte. Duarte, Duarte, say it with me, Duarte. Holy fuck, another truck. All right, we're safe now. Duarte is just the fucking guy, man. He just is. He is a well-rounded player. He's a lockdown shooter. He's a good defender. Uh, he could get in guys' faces. That's the, that's probably the advantage he has over Kispert is he can play both good team uh, and on-ball defense. Um, he's a, he's a he's not. I'll never call him a freak athlete, but he's a good athlete. I, I remember I was just expecting a shooter. Um, he's able to get up there. He can he can jump. He's he he's not a bad athlete by any stretch. He's a little slow. He's not very twitchy. He's not gonna he's not gonna blow by you. But he can jump, man. He's 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 good. He's he's a very good player. I would be shocked if he didn't have a very successful NBA career somewhere. Um are we going to get him? I hope so. How likely that is? I don't know. I don't know. The Knicks. There are reports coming out today about how he's the Knicks guy. Um, Duarte was my guy before any of these, so I understand that I'm probably parroting a lot. But you know, everybody parrots everything. Um, But Duarte, he's probably going to go to the Warriors. If I was a betting man, that's what it feels like is going to happen. He's probably going to go to the Warriors at 14. Um, We would need to jump them. I think the Wizards are also in on him. Uh, so we would need to find a way to jump them. And I think Charlotte could be open to a trade. I don't know what Charlotte would want. The reports are saying that 19 and 21 for, I think Charlotte's at 12 or something or 11. Charlotte's somewhere around there. Uh, it's not enough. It's not enough. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get Duarte. Maybe someone falls to the Warriors that they would much prefer. Um, and Duarte keeps falling and that'd be a godsend. Um, because the Warriors rejected our trade, <laughs> they, said, they said, "No, we want we want Duarte. We we don't we don't we don't want you to get Duarte because we want him." Um, so it's really kind of too bad, but you know we'll we'll see. But again, both Duarte and Kispert they fit my idea of what the Knicks need right now, which is a low ceiling but high floor player 
who can play with absolutely anyone. And the way you play with absolutely anyone is you shoot 40% from three and you play you some defense. That will get you minutes in any Tom Thibodeau lineup. It just will. Um, so yeah, folks, that's all I got. Uh, Duarte, so the just to recap, the dream is Book Knight. The hidden gem is Isaiah Jackson. The nightmare is really any point guard that we draft first couple I like Deuce McBride I like a lot but we're not don't pick him 19 don't do that um and then the guy is just it's Duarte would be happy with Kispert but Duarte is the guy it would be sick to get Duarte um I think he would fit right in but yeah folks man I if you've made it this far I really appreciate you listening um if you have any comments feedback please 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 find a way to reach out to me let me know um, if you guys want to do a mailbag situation, we'll do a mailbag situation. Um, uh, any feedback, if you say, ah, oh, that kind of sucked, or that was, that was stupid when you said that, let me know all of it. I could take it. I could take it. I'm trying to get better. We'll learn together. I'm sorry about the echo again. Um, but yeah, man, and again, it, uh, if, you, if you actually know what you're talking about and you're listening to me and uh, you're like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Let me know too. Yell at me. Yell at me. Let's have a discussion. I'm always down to learn more. Um, if you, if you like my takes, tell me what you liked, tell me what you didn't like, you know, uh, feedback. I could have just said, give me feedback and, and that would have been enough. But yeah, man, this is my first solo podcast. I'm surprised I was able to talk this. I thought I was worried that it was going to be 10 minutes long. Um, but Hey man, yeah. Uh, we talked some Knicks and, uh, still don't have a knack. Ryan Quigley. Talk to you guys next week. It's no secret.